Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. And while the State of the Union may be the talk of the town, what's happening in Ukraine is still the top story. Russian defense minister is saying 498 Russian soldiers have been killed, 1,597 wounded so far. Ukraine? They say they've killed 5,800 Russian troops. So now it's a question of whose propaganda is better. Ukraine emergency services said more than 2,000 civilians and 10 emergency personnel have been killed so far. Russia's having a bad time of this. This is not in question. But Russia is also still moving and still advancing, still gaining control of areas. The latest, more fighting taking place in cities to the north, to the east, and to the south. It's time to pull out a map, people, because you got to understand what they're talking about before we can understand what we're going to do about it. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It is so good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That is the number, 833-GOT-TONY. I'll tell you again. I will tell you again. I have absolutely... No thought at all of putting troops in Ukraine. But I have absolutely no problem with arming the Ukrainians. You've got a couple of areas to look at when you take a look at Ukraine. You have to the east, and you have the city of Kharkiv. That is the second most populated city in the country, 1.4 million people. The shelling there has been ongoing. Rocket fire, airstrikes, Russian paratroopers supposedly landing in the area. You then go south, and you will see right where the river dumps out into the Black Sea you will see a city called Kherson, K-H-E-R-S-O-N. If you were to go to Odessa and draw a line east, you'd be a little bit northeast, you would get to Kherson. The story there is that Russians have claimed control of the city. However, it is indeed the Ukrainians saying absolutely positively not. We still have full control of the city. Then you head north up that river to Kiev. And go just a little bit further north, and you'll see where Belarus is, and you'll realize how easy it was for the Russians to make their way towards Kiev as of yesterday. Really, this morning for us, a 40-mile caravan was 15 miles out of Kiev to the west, to the northwest. The plan is to encircle Kiev. The plan is to engage a good old-fashioned siege, or as they would say, laying siege to a city, to a castle, to a town. A siege is is millennia old. Surrounding or blockading a city or a town or a fortress by an army. It's an attempt uh, to capture it. And what you do is you simply wait them out. The siege prevents anything from going in and anything from coming out, but no one's, nothing's really going to come out, but you can't get anything in. Eventually, those people in the siege, they run out of food. 
they run out of the ability to function and they collapse from within. That is what the Russians plan to do to Kiev. And when they capture Vladimir Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, they're going to execute him in the most public way possible. Or worse, they're not going to tell you what they did with him. And you'll have to guess as to whether or not they killed him. Meanwhile, they've already been trying to kill him, sending hit squads into Ukraine, have the Russians. Ukrainians say, oh yeah, that hit squad? Oh yeah, yeah, we, 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 we took care of that. What do you, what do you, what do you mean you, you took care of the hit squad? Oh, I'm just saying, Paulie, you won't be seeing him no more. Oh yeah, I mean Paulie, yeah, he, he got called out of town for that thing. I don't, I don't, who knows when he'll ever be back. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you, Paulie? What a, what a guy. What a, always made me laugh that Paulie. Oh, I'm sure gonna miss him. That's what happened to the Ukrainian uh, hit squad, right? The Russian hit squad meant to, I should say, meant to take out Zelensky. There's movement here, a tremendous amount of movement. President Biden last night, State of the Union, discussing sanctions. Together, along with our allies, we are right now enforcing powerful economic sanctions. We're cutting off Russia's largest banks in the international financial system, preventing Russia's central bank from defending the Russian ruble, making Putin's $630 billion war fund worthless. We're choking Russia's access. We're choking Russia's access to technology that will sap its economic strength and weaken its military for years to come. Tonight, I say to the Russian oligarchs and the corrupt leaders who built billions of dollars off this violent regime, no more. The United States... I mean it. The United States... Department of Justice is assembling a dedicated task force to go after the crimes of the Russian oligarchs. We're joining with European allies to find and seize their yachts, their luxury apartments, their private jets. We're coming for you, ill-begotten gains. And tonight, I'm announcing that we will join our allies in closing off American airspace to all Russian flights, further isolating Russia and adding additional squeeze on their economy. no problem with this either no problem with it at all and this is the part where putin clearly has misunderstood the situation and really and truly believed well first he truly believed how easy this would all be and then it wasn't so easy and then he said hey this isn't so easy and then he never it never dawned on him that the world would say oh, oh, oh we're banding together on this Okay, cool. Let's band together on this. Earlier, I spoke with Congresswoman Jackie Walorski, the second district of Indiana, especially when uh, Biden is talking about, you know, the importance of manufacturing in the United States, and you're just shaking your head saying, what is happening in front of me? But she said something very interesting about this coming together about NATO. I'll share that with you in, in a little bit. Putin did not prepare for this moment. Putin did not prepare for the idea that people would say, you know what? Screw this guy. Let's go do some work. This, in, in, in my beloved Indianapolis, there's a, a liquor store called Crown Liquors. 
and uh, nice people. Nice, nice people. They've always been nice to me when I I had developed a a rye whiskey called Recovery Rye uh, that got developed to help people during COVID, right? Hospitality workers. They're out of business. They're out of a job. So we created this to help provide scholarships for something called the Indiana Restaurant Lodging Association. And they took our money and they they gave it out to people, right? We raised money by selling this 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 rye whiskey all across the state of Indiana. It was great. Oh, so good. So good. I was I was super impressed by how it came out. And Crown Liquors carried our, our rye whiskey. We greatly appreciate that. And and they put out on, on Instagram to show our support for the people of Ukraine in their fight against an unprovoked and unjust invasion of their country by Russia. Crown Liquors has made the decision to pull all Russian-made products from our shelves. While we understand this may disappoint some loyal customers of these brands, we feel it is important to show our solidarity against these unlawful actions. We are actively pursuing the acquisition of alternative products from Ukraine that can further demonstrate our support for the Ukrainian people, even if only in a symbolic way. Do you think, for a moment, Vladimir Putin was ready for that? Do you think Vladimir Putin, and, and I will tell you, I won't lie, I got real issues with this. And like, there's part of this that kind of, that, that really does bother me. Do you think Vladimir Putin expected uh, Elon Musk to say, no, no, we'll get these people internet, and then take satellites overhead, change them around, and be able to get into the country a couple of thousand receivers so people have internet access? Do you think he, that dawned on him that that was possible? That a guy, a private guy, smoking weed with, with Joe Rogan could do that to him? You work so hard to eliminate communications, and then here comes this guy who named his kid a mathematical equation, and he's totally screwing you over. I put forth to you that none of it was considered. None of it was considered. The New York Post is reporting that Russia has declared cyber war on the United States. Now, this is being reported by Charles Gasparino in in the New York Post. Banks, J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, Citigroup, Goldman Sachs, which are under constant attack from cyber criminals, uh, uh, these attacks are intensifying. And these attacks coming from Russia, Iran, or, or China. Anytime we decide a cyber attack comes from China, we take a billion dollars off the debt we owe China. Boom. Let's see how long they can keep this up. You know what? Not a billion, 10 billion. I need this thing to go quick because we get more than 10 a day. Boom, gone. Tell Xi Jinping, who controls every bit of the internet, I can't get Winnie the Pooh on Chinese internet because people say it looks like Xi Jinping. Oh, yeah, you can't find Winnie the Pooh on on the internet in China. But they can still get hackers through to attack us. $10 billion, kiss my ass. That's what we do. The Iranians start hacking. I have an idea. We send in a couple of battalions. We kill the Ayatollah Khomeini. We say, enjoy your freedom, and we leave. Time to reset the world stage, kids. People think they can bother us and they're not going to get bothered? I think we should bother them. Every time there's a Russian cyber attack on the United States, we send another 50,000 guns to Ukraine. 
And then we send a couple of hundred NRA guys to teach the people who don't know how to shoot how to shoot. That's what we do. That's our plan. That's how we're going to get this done. That's how you crush the enemy, by the way. With just an overwhelming bit of force because they're not expecting it. And we're seeing that play out. I think there's something incredible to learn here. Just like we've seen in the culture war mobs. The cancel culture people of the political left that go after Netflix and go after Spotify. You see what happens when you stand up? They stop. They only do it because they think they can beat you. And when you deny them, when you push back, they get louder. And you push back, they get louder. And eventually, they stop. They got nothing else they can do except be loud. Now, Putin can certainly do more. But I think he is absolutely confounded, dumbfounded by what it is he is experiencing, which is a Ukraine that's fighting back in a world that said, you know what? We think you suck. He wasn't ready for this. And maybe that's why, as reported by the Daily Mail, his family is in Siberia in an underground city designed to survive a nuclear war, which I totally, totally believe. Don't get me wrong. I know, I know. It's just a rumor. But I am totally, totally willing to believe that rumor. All right, all right, all right. Oh, yeah. He's in the bunker. The family's in the bunker. And you know they have to listen to all his stories about everything would have gone right if it wasn't for those meddling Ukrainians. Ew, David. That's exactly what they're saying. Dad, would you stop already? He isn't going to stop. The cyber attacks, the feeling that he's going to lose it all, he's going to react. He may not be mentally well. I'm not saying there aren't real issues here, real problems. And I'm not saying also that there aren't Ukrainians dying and the Russians are still advancing. These things are all happening. But he absolutely miscalculated. And now we're going to see whether he gets it back on track or whether he's given the opportunity to abandon the whole dang thing. More coming up. I'm Tony Katz.